listening to the awesome podcast network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Awesome Podcast Network. That's right, we're back with the Brothers Blue here on 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And our producer, the reincarnation of John Belushi himself, <laughs> Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. The whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm just like, this is the first time I've watched it since <laughs> your uncanny resemblance has right. been brought to my attention. It's like, that sure. does look just like, if Jesse gained about 50 pounds. Yeah. Then, Which I did at one point, just to see if I could. Well, I remember uh, you actually posted that picture on Facebook of the bee costume. Uh-huh. And it was you, right? It wasn't Belushi, wasn't it? De- depends which time. It was like a black and white one. <laughs> that may have been him. Okay. There was one picture you posted I thought that was Yeah, like, one he's standing by like an ice skating rink or mm-hmm. something like that. But there was one of you and everybody's like, oh, another John Belushi. Like, it's me. Nope, that one's me. That's yeah. how much I look like this dead guy. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't but, helped me because they cast somebody else for that damn <laughs> biopic. Oh, the Biopic. biopic. Well, at least they didn't try to cast you in the, the abysmal sequel to this movie, Blues Brothers 2000. One nah, of the worst movies ever made. And I would have had fun with it, I guess. I'm sure they did, but yeah. I didn't have fun watching it. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, here we are. 80s epi- 80 episodes into the 80s. If we, were an ES- if we were on the ESPN network, it'd be 80 for 80, and this would be our final episode. We're just getting started. <laughs> of course, now from our 80th to our 89th episode... Each number will be designated by a movie released in that year, and I'm sucking on Altoid, so pardon part me for my third speech, yeah. but my breath smells damn good. <laughs> Unless I burp, because I had Taco Bell, and Daniel's appalled by it every time I, <laughs> I belch, because I fucking shotgunned a Coke earlier. <laughs> but uh, The Blues Brothers, June 20th, 1980. IMDb, 8. Rotten Tomatoes, 87. The B. I am the B. <laughs> I heard that too. What did the I B. say? I am to be. I am to be. I am to be. That's what Belushi would say. I am to be. Yeah, that's right. I was channeling a little bit Jesse's <laughs> mojo. IMDB says eight. Rotten Tomatoes, 87%. Uh, 93% audience. So high marks all around for this film classic. Uh, the budget was $27 million estimated. I'm sure $26 million of that went to cars. Uh, the opening was 4.8. Domestic gross, 57.2. Worldwide, however, $115.2 million, which is why they then waited 20 the years before making picture. a sequel. Go back. What was that? The third picture. This one? That looks like you. <laughs> yep. Google uh, John Belushi. It's a B picture. Of- well, that one actually is me. No. Aha! Mm-hmm. Whenever you had the longer hair with no facial hair, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just admit you faked your death, John. <laughs> Jesse, John, Sedgley, Belushi, 
You're not fooling anybody, kid. I know. I just mixed up the words and took out the B and added a D. This on your brother, Jim. <laughs> Can't stand that dude. Anyway, directed by the great John Landis, who also directed uh, Animal House with Belushi, of course. Don't talk about my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talking about Elwood. I'm talking about Jim. But uh, also he directed the Thriller music video, as well as An American Werewolf in London, which still features one of the greatest transformation sequences ever put to film. Uh, also written by Landis, and as well as Dan Aykroyd, uh, starring, as we mentioned, John Belushi as Jake Blues, also Animal House SNL. Of course, no longer with us, unfortunately. Uh, I think he's a member of the 27 Club, isn't he? He's not a rock star, but didn't he die at 27 or something like that? Um, oh, wait, no, 33. Never mind. Yeah. I, he was on the ad, the anti-drug ad they had, though, with like Joplin and Hendrix and Morrison and had a picture of him, too, like, don't do drugs. So I assumed that he might have been part of the 27 Club, but he's not. <sighs> Just too, yeah. soon, too soon, too soon. Oh, as, as most SNL alumni, the good ones at least, Hartman, Farley, Belushi, Still stuck with Sandler and Rock. <laughs> you know, Spade. But do Why you think they would have had that same status if Sandler died in the 90s? That's if he point. died after, uh, before, or if he died after finishing uh, Waterboy, maybe. Yeah, everybody'd be like, man. Yeah, those are some. Too bad. Because he would have died before he started making the bad movies. I know. But maybe everyone would go that way. <laughs> that is true. That is, that is a possibility. I don't think Spade ever was in that. <laughs> I mean, well, no, his career ended when Farley died. He was like, oh, I have yeah. nobody to be sarcastic to anymore. He should have just <laughs> took shot himself, himself out. I'm coming with you, Chris. I've never been a David Spade fan as well. So if you're listening, David, just go ahead and kill yourself. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, of course, Dan Aykroyd is Elwood Blues, the brother of Jake, uh, most notably from Ghostbusters. Speaking of which, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that since our last episode, we did lose one of the one of the busters. Arguably the greatest, the, the one who designed all their tech, yep. Mr. Aegon Spangler, Held Ramus, rest in peace, with Slimer. Yeah, very sad. Very, it was. It, it kind of. It was really sad because this is that's kind of like a big '80s. I mean, yeah. Ghostbusters is a big movie for you too, for all of us. You know, when one of the go- original Ghostbusters, you know, it, it wasn't old age, but I mean, he was. You know, he wasn't young by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, still pretty shocking to hear it. Or to read it on my phone when I saw the blurb. All right, and everybody made a bunch of sad pictures. There were some good. There were some good there were some ones. Good ones, but I mean, yeah, they were all with the sad undertone, I guess. I will always remember my favorite, favorite scene of Egon's. It has to be in Ghostbusters too, where they get the proton packs back in the courtroom. Venkman turns his on. Do. Dan Aykroyd turns his on. Ray. Egon turns his on. Egon! <laughs> genius. Absolute genius. But uh, our condolences to all all of the other Ghostbusters fans. It was very sad. Cause now Ghostbusters 3 is going to be even further from ever happening ever. I almost don't want it to. It, I mean, it, in a way, it shouldn't now. I mean, you know, it's kind of the, the, the joy of seeing them four together again is gone. Yeah. Uh, but now that means we're probably going to get stuck with some reboot yeah. instead of a, a th- an actual 3. But we'll see, because I mean, Murray is looking like uh, the ghost in the beginning of the library in part one these days. I, mean, I don't know if you saw him in the Oscars, but I mean, mm. he's old, but I mean, he, he shows it. He shows his age. Anyway, uh, also starring the lovely, totally bangable Princess Leia Carrie Fisher as the mystery woman, of course, Star Wars, Harry Met Sally, a good friend of the podcast, been on many movies we've covered. Uh, also, the late another late comedian gone before his time, John Candy as Burton, of course, Uncle Buck, Home Alone. 
Great Outdoors, Throw Mama from the Train. Cool Runnings. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, not an 80s movie, so we cannot cover it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a movie that's based on a true story that actually delivers the goods. <laughs> Unlike that disaster piece I talked about two weeks ago. So go listen to that. I was listening to that episode today, and it made me mad again. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Charles Napier, I'm sorry, skip one. He, uh, Henry Gibson was the head Nazi. Of course, he was in Magnolia and Wedding Crashers. Uh, Charles Napier was, was Tucker. He was the uh, lead singer of The Good Old Boys. That had, you know, he's got that distinctive voice. Uh, but he was also in Rambo 2, which will be coming up shortly on 80s Revisited, as well as Austin Powers. He was the, the general that you wanted him thought out uh, early mm. on. Mm. Like, Feed my fish. That dude. Mm. Uh, and cameos by some of the greatest. Uh, Musicians of the time period, James Brown, Cab Calloway, Aretha Franklin, John Lee Hooker, and not to mention cameos by such greats as Steven Spielberg, Pee Wee Herman himself, Paul Rubens, and Frank Oz, otherwise known as Miss Piggy or Yoda. So mm. chock full of talent this movie is. Did you recognize Spielberg? Nope. He was the one, the teller in the end that opened the door and wrote the check. Oh, that was him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was Mr. Spielberg. But yeah. Uh, Joe Walsh. You know, the singer, he was like one, he's the prisoner and the he's dressed Eagles? up on the table. The singer for the Eagles, right? I think at one, one of them. At one he? point in time, yeah. 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 Then he had a solo career where he did uh He was in 40-Year-Old Virgin? Or he did, he, no. It he could be music or anything. Yeah. But uh, most notably, he had a solo career where he had the song, uh, I think it was right. called In the City, but it's from the end of the Warriors. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think I heard that song yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. The local radio station, Eagle 98.1, plays it all the time. Yeah. But most notably, it's from the end of the Warriors. That's how I remember it. Anyway, when I was a kid growing up, my mother loved Grease and The Sound of Music. So those were always the musicals that she'd watch. She had them on VHS, you know, The Sound of Music was two tapes, all that shit. So I was very familiar with those two. But my dad loved the Blues Brothers. God bless them. In fact, every time we went to Universal Studios, we'd always have to make a point to see the Blues Brothers show, which is, you know, two impersonators just coming out on a porch and... Doing the dance and everything. <laughs> Very good impersonators, I might add. But uh, always, always love this movie. The music is absolutely phenomenal. Let me pop another one of these wintergreen Altroids. Make my mic spell minty fresh. Drugs. In fact, <laughs> I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> but uh, there's movies, and even uh, I don't think my wife had ever seen the whole thing, like from in one sitting. Mm hmm. It was so funny as revisiting this movie in the you know in this current day. Still roll on the floor, absolutely funny. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like we talked about uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure uh, last week, I believe. This is one of those comedies to me where there's it's little things that happen in the background or like you know just Elwood's dancing while you're watching Jake do flips. I mean, all sorts of just little things are so so hilarious in this movie, and just like. And just their, it's so deadpan. I mean, it's it's like it's like the uh, I was gonna say lethal weapon, but <laughs> uh, naked gun. You know, it's so it takes itself seriously despite what's happening. You know, they're dead broke. Carrie Fisher blows them up next in a phone booth, which is very reminiscent of the future Bill and Ted when they jump in, when they phone booth flies through the air and then crashes to the ground. But then the, you know the uh, the payphone bursts open. And first thing Elwood says is, "Oh, it looks like there's like nine bucks and change in here." You know, totally disregarding the fact that. They, you know, they're, uh, earlier their building gets you know rocket launchered and exploded and just yeah. collapses and they just dust themselves. Also, we're gonna be late. <laughs> you know, and it's 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 it exists in its own world. You know, cars can do backflips in this backflips in this world. 
It's amazing. I mean, the Bluesmobile is one of the greatest vehicles, car vehicles of all time. Uh, you know, it's not the General Lee, but it's damn close. Bluesmobile is exceptionally powerful, amazing vehicle that just needs to get its cigarette lighter fixed. But when it does go bad, it goes all Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. Uh, I think it's... And one thing about this movie, a lot of people always say they'll bring up, like, uh, you know, some of the greatest car chases in film. Uh, uh, some of the, the main ones a lot of people bring up, I think it's a Bullet with Steve McQueen's a big one, French Connection, uh, Rolling In with De Niro. This is the first movie. Anytime somebody says car crash or car yeah. chase, this is the first movie I think of every time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal. The whole mall scene, which we're kind of watching right now. Whole, you talking about just in general car chase? Yeah. Or it could be any vehicle? More, more so a car chase. Okay. You know, because uh, in the 60s and 70s, car chase was almost a genre of film. Mm-hmm. There were so many original gone in 60 seconds. All you know, It was, it was uh, almost like a, I guess a modern day equivalent would be, or an, another equivalent would be like an action, you know, a Rambo film. It was, you know, it, there are all these movies about this archetype are based on this. You know, and what's continuing today with Fast and the Furious and Need for Speed, Mr. White. Ridiculous. <laughs> Although I will, I will have to say, the Need for Speed movie is going to be interesting. I want to see it, not in the theater, but I want to see it at home because uh, I, heard, I heard something interesting about it. Uh, there's no CG. It's, it's meant too. to be all real. These are real stunts in cars. I'm 110% behind that. I think that's awesome. I want to check that out. They copied this car scene from Blues Brothers. <laughs> That'd be cool if it was in there. That would be awesome. <laughs> there, Mr. White! <laughs> Yo, bitch! Yo, bitch. Although that clip you they showed on... You know he can't say bitch in that movie, or else everybody's going to be, oh, shit. Yeah, but he can never that. say it for the rest of his life. And, I mean, like, in a movie, like, they have to, like, right. oh, wait, who's casting this role? Oh, okay, right, we need to remove the man. bitches. Yep. And the yos. No yos, no bitches, no character, No, not even the word white. Yep. Anything like that. What's that? Jesse Who, Pinkman. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, yeah. Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul. Oh, well, Jesse Pinkman. Break, yeah, I hadn't watched Breaking Bad. You should. What? It's all Netflix. Anyway. Crazy. I've jizzed all over the mic, my love for the Blues Brothers. Mm. Daniel, have you ever seen the Blues Brothers before? No. But you were aware that there were a pair of brothers yes. who sang the blues <laughs> and such. Yes. So this was literally the first time you ever saw this movie. And I haven't watched the second of it. Never heard any music or, or I mean, did you did you know what the, who the Blues Brothers were or anything or? Yeah, uh, I mean, I know who they were because, uh, I mean, just in general, I know who they are. And yeah, then, more so like as, how, like who you know Darth Vader is, but you never yeah. seen you know up until that point you never you know our priest actually did a Bruce Brothers skit whenever in I was church? a teenager, not in church. Oh, I was but, about to say, damn, I'd go to that church. He did. You like the James Brown church yeah, in this exactly. movie? I'd go to that church. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, where are like, those see, churches? I didn't know he was in it. Didn't know uh, Ray Charles was in it. Didn't know Aretha was in it. Uh, I didn't know Cab Calloway. Um, I've heard of the name. I didn't, mm-hmm. like, at first when I saw him, I was like, okay, he looks, and he, he's from something. But yeah. Plus, you know, when he actually starts singing, it's badass. Yeah. So, Daniel, moment of truth. <laughs> Am I getting forced into this? You're like, Daniel. What'd you think of the Blues Brothers? Um, that was a mistake right there. They got ran into the camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, bonk, bonk. <laughs> like, God, you could see. Whenever you pick the movies out, and you said Blue Brothers, I was like, oh, okay. I've never watched it before. This is, uh, first of all, there's, like, I didn't look at anything in terms of the facts 
of it on like IMDb yeah. or anything like that because I wanted you to, I wanted to be in, entranced with what you had to say. Exactly. Just like if you were alive in the time, yeah. you went to the theater. Yeah. I, this movie is one of the favorites I've ever, like, that we've done on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> The band! <laughs> I feel like the the light of God is just... I'm so excited you like this movie. I want to do flips. I'm glad you like... I, I did not expect to like it at all. And I look like... I'm going to give it higher than IMDb gave it. So. Good. Oh, well, well stay tuned oh, for stay that. Tuned, yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. And I should have done my prediction before. I would have assumed that you would have liked it. Uh-huh. Uh, it just... It's... Especially since, you know... Comedy wise, we tend to have very like, similar. Even little things like thoughts. that, like they're all in their regular attire, then it switches just instantly. I thought that was cool. I like, I think one of the he's badass. Yeah, Cab Calloway. <laughs> I think one of the most overlooked parts of this movie or aspects of this movie is John Landis's direction. This movie is aw- like visually I, awesome. Aretha's man, I don't know his name, and I don't I don't know all the characters' name. I only yeah. watched it once, but uh, he looks like. Uh, Dude from Rocky. Yeah, he looks like Apollo Creed. Yeah. <laughs> He's big. He got that same kind of little mic. I don't know what yeah. it's called. Hair, you know, like almost. It's not quite a fro, but it's like a helmet. Yeah. You know, it's shaped <laughs> round. I don't know any other way to describe it. I don't know what. It, I'm sure it has a name. The Creed, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> when she's sitting there poking on him, the whole time I'm thinking is like, you know, there ain't gonna be no rematch. That little part right there. There's just so many little funny things about this movie. And Aykroyd and Belushi are definitely like almost like a dream couple. Dream team, I should say, right. not couple, couple, but like they were Power couple. You can ju- their interact. Of course, they 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 Blues Brothers originated from SNL, yeah. so you know they have that uh, camaraderie already kind of built in. Kind of like you know when you see uh, This Is the End, how they're all friends in real life, and yeah. that kind of does show in the movie. Like, yeah, you can almost imagine that's how they act. Mm. Excuse me, in real, blowing <sighs> away from Daniel. Hey, uh, in real life. <laughs> But it's this, and I haven't seen this movie probably from beginning to end at least in one sitting in a while. Like I'm, I'm sad to say. Like, uh, but um, just watching it, it's, it's, it's just so good. You you cannot watch this movie without a smile on your face, <laughs> and or or tapping your feet. Right. Uh, we talked about uh, it might have been last week or the Teen Wolf uh, episode. You know about uh, where you mentioned Sweeney Todd. No, oh, it must have been last week with uh, Burton. You know, I, I didn't kind of, I mean, I liked it, but I didn't love it because I didn't like every song. Yeah. You know, there was only a few songs I really, really liked. Where in this movie, it's just like every song's just, I'm sitting there. Yeah. You know, just timeless songs. I didn't like yeah. the movie, like the first, to me, 15 minutes. Like, after, James Brown really brought it home for oh, that's me. Because yeah. I didn't expect that in the slightest bit. I was like, oh shit, it's James Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're just, God, he looks like. Apollo. He could definitely Carl be Apollo's Weathers, brother. You better think about what you're saying. You better think about On Aretha before she put on that. another hundred pounds. Oh, shut up, woman. <laughs> I love when, like, the... It's just the little things. Again, it's like the background's all dancing, and yeah. it's just... Ray Charles seeing the guys. Steal, the little kids stealing the Kids these days. Forget what he said. Is this ever a musical? It could Stage? be a good one. It could be, It could be, yeah. be a fantastic totally. one. That dude, the uh, the cook with the saxophone, my guitar teacher looked just like him. <laughs> Stan Campbell. Back in, uh, well, nobody, if you're listening and you know who Stan Campbell is in Denham Springs, he used to look just like that dude. Well, we're except gonna, he played guitar. We're going to have sort of a local sports thing today in terms of the, 
the passing. So you can you can mention yeah. Some so local you know our, our local listeners. Be our local episode. But uh, like uh, in fact, uh, I type my sheets. We don't have we're not on YouTube, but uh, I was gonna show the camera. But uh, <laughs> I always type up my notes and just you know to have a reference for the each week's film. And when I did this week and next week's, the whole time I was listening to the Blues Brothers soundtrack. <laughs> uh, uh, when I play Final Fantasy fourteen at night, I'm so sick of hearing the same dungeon music over and over. It's <laughs> always been listening to the Blues Brothers soundtrack. It, it rekindled my, uh, you know, like when you hear a song like from the '90s or you know whenever and you, I ain't heard that song in years, yeah. and you go home and you add it to your playlist or whatever, and it's fresh again, it's new again. Uh, so I've been I've been bluesing it up. My <laughs> My, uh, I was about to say Pontiac for some stupid reason. <laughs> My uh, Scion XB has been the local blues mobile <laughs> this past week. But I'm so glad you like this movie and to be as enthusiastic about it as you said, you know, with a high score and everything. But uh, Jesse, I know this movie is dear to you. This is one that uh, I knew for a fact going before we even started doing this podcast that you like this movie. Oh, yeah. So I actually came into it pretty late myself, too. Was it more like it was like TBS after I discovered or? the likeness that I went and explored a couple titles? Yeah, and I really like this one. I had seen segments of it, mm-hmm. you know, the I think, mu- mainly the musical parts of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like stuff like the big car scene and stuff. Yeah, so amazing. Wait, how much money? <laughs> <laughs> that was my thought. Like, yeah, it's like you know, it's not, not CG. Yeah, <laughs> all them cars and are this really is happening sh- like in the middle of Chicago. How many extras <laughs> did they hire to have to run? Past every, you know, right. little things like that. God dang. Well, Very impressive, let though. me see. Let's go ahead and get on to the trivia because I'll answer some of those questions for you. Yeah, again, I didn't look at anything on IMDb. Uh, I normally do. Would you care to guess how many cars were wrecked in this movie? <laughs> 12? Ooh, no. I'd go like 90 or so. You're, you're, you're closer. Yeah. 50? Colder. God dang. One colder? more. It's more than 90. Oh, okay. Wow. That's what I thought. Any final guesses? Don't say oh, 91 either. This ain't, this ain't Jeopardy. I mean, 150. Uh, nah, a little too high. 103 cars yeah. were wrecked during filming. A world record at the time. Uh, the record was exceeded two years later when 150 cars and a plane were crashed for H.B. Halicki's The Junk Man, which I've never seen. I have no clue about, what although I would like to find that scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that, work, that record, in turn, held for two decades until over 300 cars, cars were wrecked during the filming of what 2003 movie? Any guesses? 2003 movie. Day after tomorrow. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> Good guess, but no. Uh, uh, give, I'll give you a hint. It's not a Michael Bay film. Uh, it, how many words is it? It is an action movie. It's part of a multi-film. Fast and Furious? Uh, part of a multi-film set or series. Is it a Bond movie? No. Die Hard? Nope. Good guesses. Uh, I can't no, no, g- no. If I gave the initials, it'd like give it away. How many words is the title? Including the word the, it's three. Uh, okay, uh, uh, it's a 2003 sequel. It's part two of a trilogy in the 2000s. Oh, geez. Three, over th- with over 300 cars that were wrecked. Dang. There are people listening, screaming it right now. Uh, I can't hear you. Uh, the, it stars one of the people from the movie that I wanted to do this week. Until Jesse had the what, genius idea. I don't remember. What oh, you can't remember last episode? I, can't I don't remember. remember what you wanted Bill to do. Bill and Ted. There is no greater clue I can ma- give. Not the Matrix, huh? 
Wow. The Matrix. Can't think of any cars in there. Revolutions. Oh, no. Hold on. Wait. No. Oh, yeah. They Excuse had the big me. interstate scene. That's right. Wait. Uh, I just figured it was all CG. Hold on. Look it up. Uh, bring it up the year. Because my information says the Matrix Revolutions. Reloaded was the second one. Yeah. I know for so, sure that. Yeah. yeah. You want to look up Revolutions? I just want to make sure it's the same year. that. Okay. okay maybe. I, well, when was there a car chase in part three? I remember part two, the free, whole big yeah, freeway yeah, yeah. scene. I remember that one. That's probably the one they're talking about then. Uh, that's what I would assume. That's why yeah. I, did, I, I didn't even read the the Revolutions part. Reloaded came out in 2002. Oh, but your thing says Revolutions? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't remember a car chase in Revolutions. I only watched Reloaded and Revolutions once. Anyway. So yeah, that says Reloaded freeway chase scene. Let's just go ahead and say that it is Reloaded because... Because that makes There's sense. There's an extensive <laughs> freeway scene in that movie where there are cars getting smashed in reality and unreality. And I remember when they were filming that, they said they just had their own section yeah. of highway that they had. Just, they just, they just kept threw going. cars at. Yeah. Uh, it should be noted, too. I didn't know this until uh, reading this, but Carrie Fisher and Dan Aykroyd became engaged on the set of this film. Uh, actually, shortly after, he saved her from choking by applying the Heimlich, Heimlich maneuver. He so, saved her? Did he bend her over afterward? Uh, he must have. They became engaged. I'm sure there was like all sorts of shenanigans going on. And that was prime Carrie Fisher, too. That wasn't, you know, drugged out Carrie Fisher. That was in the prime, prime piece of meat before Jedi, before Empire. Prime of her life. One more thing about those cars, though. Even though Matrix did twice as much, it's still more impressive in the Blue Brothers. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> You're just like, wow. Wow! Yeah, they're still it just coming. Keeps happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and just when you, and like when there's no more grass, they just start it starts piling up. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, but speaking of the mall, this is kind of long, so I'll try to read it without slurring my speech while I'm sucking down this Altoid. Uh, it, w- it was a place called the Dixie Square Mall in the South Suburban in the in Harvey, Illinois, for the mall chase scenes. The mall had been closed for over a year. Uh, rumors began in the community that the mall was going to be refurbished and would be reopened after filming was complete. And Universal was actually sued $87,000 for failure to make good on a deal to return the mall to its original condition, which was never agreed upon. After years of political wrangling that saw only the Montgomery Ward anchor store and the mall power plant being demolished. This is all a bunch of bullshit that I'm reading there. Uh, the mall was uh, totally demolished in 2012. Mm. But it was a closed mall that they pretty much made a gigantic set and then just drove the cars through. <laughs> Which I had to be a that, that's the day to be an extra on a film during a scene like that, watching those cars just yeah tear up everything <laughs> and hope that you don't die and end up running <laughs> into the camera and know that it's pretty much going to be one shot. Yeah, <laughs> pretty so much fuck it. like the dude in the camera. He fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucked up, but they kept it. But it like I don't know. It kind of adds to it. Like it does. I mean, and, you know, it's it fits the it, it fits like Pee Wee. How we said like I like to live in that world where that stuff's normal. Like it in this world where God just endows his power and to Jake Blues and cars flip, you know, cars literally just backflip out of the way <laughs> and everything. But uh, also should be noted, this was interesting too. Carrie Fisher actually guest hosted the episode of SNL where the Blues Brothers debuted or debuted, 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 <laughs> debuted, <laughs> it's French, <laughs> debuted. So, and then she replies, uh, and then she has the role in the movie, so it's pretty cool. Uh, Of course, uh, nowadays, uh, like, say, with Les Mis, they all sang, uh, all the actors sang live on uh, on set. Uh, 
what Sweeney taught, I imagine it was probably playback, kind of like what we did for Red X. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back then, again, in, the, in 1980, <clears throat> uh, most of the performers were not used to lip syncing to their pre-recorded tracks. Uh, for example, uh, James Brown ended up singing his number live with a recorded ba- uh, backing. Uh, the rest of his choir's lip syncing. John Lee Hooker's performance of Boom 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 was recorded live mm-hmm. in the same location, and he just lip synced to the live recording. Uh, for the takes of the sh- uh, of the film and everything, however, the lovely Miss Aretha Franklin's performance was cut together from many many takes using parts where her lip syncing was actually in sync. <laughs> and if when you watch the movie, if you watch it, it there's like maybe two words that are in sync for her. Yeah, it's really you can see they they hide it a lot. They do a, they do a good job of kind of mixing it, but you can definitely see cutaways and it's like they they use what you could tell they probably use what they had. And I'm sure you know that from experience from yeah. us on Red X. Uh, this is pretty hilarious. During the filming of the opening scene at the prison where Jake's walking out, they had a helicopter getting that air, some aerial shots. Uh, some prison guards actually shot at the helicopter, thinking it was an escape attempt. <laughs> wow. Nobody was injured, but no one knew people were, were showing, huh? <laughs> oh, we're fell. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. That was shift change. They didn't <laughs> let them know. This is pretty cool. For the 30th anniversary of this movie, which would have been, uh, what, 2010? Yeah. Uh, the Vatican newspaper, Le Observatoire Romano, called the film a Catholic classic and recommended it as good <laughs> viewing for Catholics. Hmm. From the Pope himself. There you go. This movie is yeah. on a mission from God. That's from the German Pope. Yeah. 2010. Benedict. Yeah. Heil! Heil Blues! <laughs> oh, wait. Wait a second. German Pope wants people to watch this movie? And there's the whole big Nazi. <laughs> yeah. So not only is he, he's also, he's coming out against Nazism again. Yeah. Like, it's a good movie because the Nazis are triumphed. We're, we're beyond that. I read an interesting fact the other day, too. It's the internet. Maybe it's not true. But it said, uh, it's funny how nowadays Germany's like the country that's most progressive with its uh, rights for <laughs> all types of people, more right. so than any other country. Hitler's rolling over in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for, for a good reason. <laughs> Uh, the acronym SCMODS, State County Municipal Offender Data System, which Elwood mentions when they get pulled over in the beginning, right kicking off the big car chase into the mall, mm-hmm. was adopted by none other than our good friend Kevin Smith as part of Smodcast. Hmm. I don't think that's why they called it that, though. Well, it's on the internet. Must be true, Jesse. <laughs> the Smodcast was named... Uh, Scott Moser named it Smodcast because Smith... And Mosier podcast, you know, what does he know? This is IMDb. <laughs> I don't think you're word for it because I know yeah, you. Yeah, and I've, I've listened to Smodcast since they started. But it should be noted <laughs> that I'm Kevin Smith. If you're listening to other podcasts <laughs> that aren't on your network, that should be on your network because we're really funny and really, like, you know, uh, the IMDb, the IMDb, it's not like my grandmother, the Walmart, the <laughs> IMDb does state that Pro-bass. that's where you got the name for. Uh, your company, Smodco, from is from that abri- the acronym Schmods from this movie, <laughs> which well, too bad that's wrong. That might be a smods. better story than you're just combining our letters, so you might want to stick to that. Right, I'm just saying, tie in, tie into this movie. Oh yeah, but Daniel, score wise, <laughs> what would you give this masterpiece? One of the greatest musicals of all time. I'd probably give it a nine. <laughs> that's so high. It's almost as high as you. <laughs> Mine's a nine point two because <laughs> it's it's just this is one if it's on TV I can I can watch this movie and I cannot watch this movie 
like it's good just to have on to listen to yeah. and it's on and it's a good movie to you know if you, while you're playing game, video games or something or like I play an MMO or if you're typing something or working on your computer it's good background noise it's a perfect movie to watch and just just kind of listen to and of course glance back every few seconds to watch the hilarity as well as listen to it uh, Jesse what would you give this movie uh, I hadn't thought about it, but I guess uh, eleven, a nine point one, nice average between. You there you go. So it's unanimous. This movie is awesome. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyable. haven't seen this movie, I urge you go to awesome podcasts. Awesome, it's been so damn long. Awesome pods dot com. <laughs> Two weeks. Click on the Amazon link. Go to Amazon dot com. Add the Blues Brothers Blu Ray, preferably to your shopping cart. Skip 2000. Do not even Just watch buy a thousand 2000. copies. Forget that it exists. <laughs> Pass them around to your friends and family. Yeah, you know, if you know somebody who's kind of down in the dumps, might be a little what, suicidal. What's, what's, what's coming up? Easter. Yeah. It's a great it's a, Easter present. A Catholic holiday. Yes. Mm-hmm. This movie is ordained by the Catholic Church. It's good viewing for Catholics. Yeah. You have so, a friend that's Catholic, buy it for him. Yep. Go th- but just remember to go to awesomepods.com yeah, first. I'm going to have like two or three copies given to me. Because I'm Catholic. We're all going to end up giving it to each other. It's going to be like that O. Henry story. You know, we're like, oh. He sells his watch to get his wife the uh, pendant for her necklace, but she sold his necklace to get something for his watch. You know what I'm talking about? Did you ever read that in school? That ring a bell? <laughs> oh, Henry. Look it up. Oh, Henry. <laughs> I just think of the candy bar. Well, before he was a candy bar, he was a writer <laughs> that was gifted in irony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Henry. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But anyway, watch this movie. Skip the second one. Although, I will say oh, this. They kept... Oh, that's inside the car. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> I will say this. Part two... The opening is exceptionally sad. The first five minutes. Because, of course, in this movie, you know, Jake comes out of prison, walks outside, Elwood picks him up. Right. In 2000, Jake walks out of prison and stands there for like a day or two until the warden comes and tells him that your brother's dead. Mm, Which, you know, and like watching that movie for the first time, I was like, oh, man, what a great, you know, oh, like, you know, it reminds you of the original and I'm like, okay, great. Great, great, great. Start. Excited. Good start. Let's introduce some kid. Yeah. <laughs> John Goodman, couldn't, you and Dan Aykroyd, y'all do good together, but y'all, can, y'all yeah, couldn't exactly. salvage this. That, I should say. Stick with the original and the Blues Brothers, everybody. Anyway, uh, you want to do your sports or you want me to do? Go, do. Sports. You want me to do Ray Me to the real world? It's not too long. All right. Sports Rewind. They're uh, really... Not any um, good video game stuff from 1980. You have to get quarter, sort of the mid-80s and stuff. So I was looking, and it's going to be more of a local feel towards uh, this podcast. We live, uh, we do this podcast in Baton Rouge, basically. Um, we got two birthdays. One that people around here would know of is uh, Matt Flynn. Mm-hmm. Matt Flynn mm-hmm. was a quarterback for LSU. Uh he, I guess, most famously was known in 2007 when LSU won the national championship. He now plays for the Green Bay Packers. He started a few games last year when your boy uh, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Yep, he did good too. Mm. Yeah, he set some records. Is he still with Green Bay though? Yeah, no, that that when he set records, that was like three years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, because talking about he had general. one game where he started the end of the season and did amazing, and that got him paid. Because right. he does, hasn't really done much since. No, he hasn't. Went to Seattle, and he ends up losing a job. I'm busy watching this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the first pile up. Another yeah, birthday is uh, on the same day, April 20th, when it came out, is uh, Darren Sproles. Hmm. 
who plays who for the Saints right now. Might not longer play for the Saints. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, that's your... Uh, well, at least he ain't raping thing. women. Yeah, that's stupid. I haven't he, heard that news. He's talking Darren Sharper. Oh, right. Like yeah. several women have accused like him all over the country of states, yeah. rape. Of, uh, I guess, like, giving them, what do you call them? Roofies? Roofies. Oh, yeah. right. Anyway, that was... Or in Hyrule, you give them rupees. <laughs> <laughs> There's a rupee. <laughs> and Is it a blue one? It's worth five. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Kobe can beat that rap, I'm sure he can too, so... I don't know. Rape's bad, kids. Yeah, Rape's well, bad. The thing with Kobe, though, is it wasn't like... It was consensual. Yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> anyway, that was... Sports Rewind. <laughs> Uh, wasn't Flynn with the Raiders though short for a bit, or was he always with the Packers? He went from the Packers to uh, practice I believe squad he played, over there or something like that. He went to Seattle, lost the job to Russell Wilson, then got signed by the Raiders. And, and he went back to Green Bay. And then he, yeah, he, okay, he I don't even know yeah. that part. Last season, I thought the, it was... towards the end of the season, Rogers hurt his collarbone. Maybe I yeah, think it was, it was collarbone. his collarbone. And they, they missed ended, his face. They ended up getting Flynn to start a couple games. He didn't do that. That will, though. Cool. Anyway. Awesome. Anyway. In the real world, June 20th, 1980, uh, 11 days before this movie came out, one of the funniest comedians of all time, Richard Pryor, we all know Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. uh, is badly burned trying to freebase cocaine. Trying to what? Freebase cocaine. I don't do cocaine. I don't know what that means, but apparently it involves fire. Because okay, he got about, exceptionally badly burned. I was about to ask you. I have no clue what that's. But he turned that into a whole hour of comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it worked out. Try to freebase. I don't get it. I don't know. You maybe you put it in a pan up. and was smell it instead of using a pipe or something. We're going to look it up. <laughs> but also... It comes up pretty quickly, huh? But three days after uh, so Blue, the Blues Brothers came out, on beginning on June 23rd, running all the way to September 6th, the 1980 United States heat wave began. In the end, this mass murderer claimed 1,700 lives. Man, Proof that global warming could have been a heat wave. Existed in 1980. <laughs> Yet here we are, March. Uh, it's supposed to be cold next week. March 6th, and it's fucking freezing in South Louisiana. So, mm. where's your global warming at? Oh, that's just the Earth heating and cooling in its natural cycle. Duh. Fucking hippies, get the fuck out. <laughs> Anyway, uh, back to the future this week. Uh, of course, this weekend was the o- this uh, past Sunday was the Oscars. So uh, you're going to talk about. We had a few predictions, which uh, were right, except Best Picture went to Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, I was watching. Uh, excuse me. I should, I should be saying I was seeing what people were saying on Facebook on our friends. You know, my, a lot of our mutual friends. Pretty quiet. But some of my friends were like, "Oh, Gravity better not win Best Picture." Blah blah blah. Uh, it didn't, of course, naturally, but it did sweep every award it should have, uh, especially all the technical ones, sound, etc. And thank God Lone Survivor didn't win for sound effects. <laughs> bang, bang, pew, pew. Although that was the best part of that movie. Production part of it, I should say. But yeah, there were, I, don't, I don't think there were really any big surprises uh, for the Oscars. Uh, did y'all watch any of it? or I watched all of it. Oh, sweet. Uh, I thought it was... I was immensely entertained. Like, I usually don't I, watch I award it. shows, but like... I was laughing my ass off. I like it was, it was well done. Good. I think Ellen. I think Ellen did a great job. She was hilarious. Uh, I was up and down on it. 
I wasn't a, I wasn't as enthusiastic as you guys seem to be. No, well, it's just that there was never a point where I was like, this is boring. I was kind of upset at parts, though. Like, like what? You know how they have this other Oscars that happens? Oh, yeah, and they never should, like, earlier Steve today. Martin got an Oscar. I want to see that. They, yeah. they used to have that and, on uh, the show. And somebody else. Uh, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. They and showed, like, they and showed she looked good for They showed just a age. clip, though. Yeah. Like, they used to do that at the Yeah, it would be a big deal. Thing. Like, th- this year's honorary Oscar if, goes to. If you want to hear anybody accept an Oscar, it's Steve Martin. No shit. <laughs> so, Although, my kind of speech. So I was going to say that. Instead, <laughs> they put pizza in. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I wish I was uh, that delivery dude. Yeah, but the thing is, is they, I'd rather they, hear Steve Martin than watch Pizza Beat. Unless I was a delivery dude. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. They didn't spend a lot of money production-wise for this thing. You, there wasn't like any big number. It wasn't oh, really Crystal acting in yeah the the films. Like, wasn't really. Was, hey, Ellen, come get out here and talk. Get out here and say stuff about it. Get, and I didn't find it boring. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I th- uh, they were talking about, uh, buddy. Somebody, an acquaintance of ours, was on Facebook saying something about it was one of the most controversial. I didn't. Why? I didn't see anything? That's, what was, that's what I mean. They said because of Liza Minnelli this, joke. This, <laughs> yes. This, this is. <laughs> and and this is what all this Facebook stuff has come to nowadays. One of them he said was. The fact that no gays got pizza. What? Uh, he did. How do we know some Brad of the people Pitt that got, got pizza. pizza aren't gay? She she didn't give any gay people pizza. That was one of the things. I'm sure she like, got a slice. On, yeah, <laughs> she ordered it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just she gave Jared Leto pizza. People, he might not be gay, but I mean, he played one in Dallas Buyers Club, and I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't gay. People love. He's Brad, a pretty girl. People love drama. Oh, yeah. yeah well, However people, fake as it may be. I mean, now we... I've you know, never heard that. We talked about That's how, you know, crazy. it's all like a popularity contest, yeah. you know, basically and all that. Um, but uh, there were, overall, there was no, like, necessary surprises as to who won or anything. Uh, I didn't want Jared Leto to win. I thought the uh, dude from... The biggest one award that didn't... The biggest one that I was upset about... Or not upset, but, like, wanted a, a different outcome was uh, the uh, the dude from Captain Phillips. The, you uh, wanted him to win? Yeah. He was, all, like... And, He's not. He probably wasn't acting too much because he's not like a trained actor or anything. He's from but his performance too. was like mm-hmm. you kind of felt for him, but you were also scared of him. Like, mm-hmm. and and he, he's do he's playing opposite Tom Hanks. <laughs> Did you watch it yet? No. Damn anyway, it, Daniel. Dak Shepard got a pizza. He's got to be gay. No. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> but I mean, uh, it's funny that People Magazine. Which stars actually ate Ellen's Oscars pizza? I know Brad did. There was a huge, big, yeah, funky. Ugh. And I placed and took a slice. Yeah, it's like that's that's the news now. We ate pizza. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which uh, what a great distraction. Which uh, okay, I, when Jared Leto accepted his Oscar, his first speech about his mom, I was like, you know, I kind of changed. Like, okay, maybe you're not as pretentious as I thought you were, Jared. And then he, like, after he does that, you know, great thing about how his mom helped him out and everything. And, oh, oh yeah, by the way, in Ukraine and South America, we are with you. Blah, blah. Like, really, bro? What the fuck are you doing? You're winning an Oscar. You just yeah. sending your money? Like, what are you doing? Go write a song about it with your pussy-ass band. That's where that's for. <laughs> Damn, I didn't feel that way. No, okay, again, <laughs> I'm not saying Jerry Lee was a bad actor. I just can't stand pretentiousness. And I find him to be... He he appears to me to be exceptionally pretentious. 
That's just my opinion. And I base it totally on his band's music videos is where I get that from. Ah, okay. So the guy and he directs them. So yeah, the motherfucker's pretentious. Don't tell me he ain't. The one that the movie I want to see more now after watching the Oscars is Nebraska. Yeah, it looks hilarious. Seemed, yes, <laughs> the, the old woman. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it just looked, looked like a fun movie to watch. Yeah, Venezuela and Ukraine. Like he had a great speech until then. He had to pull a Michael Moore and make it all like political or some shit. Uh, well, they don't think it to me that. Didn't last very long. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, like he can say whatever he wants. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but it's just like you know, you, you had a really good like speech that you know I was kind of moved by. Like that, you know, that's yeah. awesome that you, you know that you're and you brought your mom to the Oscars. You know that that's like you know hats off to you. And then by the way, you know, peace out, bro. Whatever. What was the? Um, it just just because I don't like him. Matthew McConaughey's speech is, was amazing though. But uh, thank th- God he won. Thank God he won because. Mm-hmm. All this, okay, the internet explodes because Leo, you know, all the Leo DiCaprio stuff. And then uh, one of our friends on Facebook was like, I can't decide which one I want to win between DiCaprio and McConaughey. But then in a post later on, this individual says, oh, I love McConaughey. He's so great. He was the best part about Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) And yet you don't know who's going to win between him or DiCaprio. If he was the best part of Wolf of Wall Street, which he was great in it, but... uh. I don't know. It, it, it just I made me laugh. a lot of people. It just made me laugh because, like, don't root for somebody if you already that. know they're not the best part of the movie. Yeah. I mean, because I like the Capri on Wall Street too, but uh, what's her name? Roby, whatever her first name is, was the best part of that movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. Oh, uh, uh, I would have to say, John Travolta's Scientology training. Okay, that's what totally I was fucked him over in the Oscars. That's what I was going to ask. Who did he butcher? What name? Uh, her name is Adina Menzel. Okay, it's not that's not a common name, yeah. but it's not exactly you know Chiwetel Etafor, whatever you know. <laughs> and but he's like the lovely, the talented Adele Nazim. Yeah, uh. like not even close, like not, not even the same ballpark, not even the same sport. He like was it's so far off. Okay, and it's it really it was, and I'll be honest, like Autumn was dying laughing, Adele but I was Nazim. I was actually concerned at first because the what he he did he did a speech and then he messes up then. But usually when you do something like when somebody does something like that, that could be a sign of a stroke when you just start slurring like you say you say something incoherent and you don't even know it. Yeah, I was like waiting for Are we like to see him die right there. Like right there, we're gonna see like his th- thetans leave his body and he teleport to space. But uh, yeah, he just I don't know if he couldn't read or what, but that was bad. <laughs> And that it, yeah, almost as bad as that fucking growth on his chin. <laughs> Poor John. But I felt really bad for Adina Menzel because uh, I like her on Facebook, so you get like updates. And she was like, "I'm so excited! I get I get to go to the Oscars and sing the song." And then she gets introduced by John Travolta, you know, a star of stage and screen. And he fucks up her name. But again, if like you didn't really know her, you would would you have known? Does it show the her name? <laughs> no, uh, no, not on the screen. But that's why Ellen came on afterwards and says, "Adina Menzel, everybody, Adina oh, Menzel." Okay. Like oh, she was basically. Me. And the thing is, because uh, our friend Melody on Facebook, it, like I know, asked who that was because she didn't know what that yeah. name was. So I mean, it it kind of hurt Adina. I Menzel. know she played in an episode of Glee. I, oh yeah, she uh, yeah before Glee yeah. got yeah you know in the first super season. gay, and I mean that in a bad way, not in a good way. <laughs> Glee was great for like the first season. I enjoyed it. Maybe even the second season, but then just got. The whole bullying the aspect season, got blown yeah. out of proportion. Anyway, but I, I enjoy the Oscars. I will if Ellen hosts next year. I will 
Instead, like I, I did not watch True Detective or Walking Dead till after the Oscars were over. I thought so, I liked it all because I wanted to watch mm-hmm. the Oscars. Because mainly because this year, especially with be- Best Actor and Best Picture, I was really interested interested to see uh, what was going to end up pulling it off. But uh, yeah, a lot of local uh, talent too on showcase at the Oscars yeah. with Leto, Ellen, and uh, Twelve Years. A lot of stuff filmed locally as well. So Dallas Buyers Club too. Yep, good for us. But uh, don't forget, everybody, if you want to email us, you can email us at 80srevisited at Adele Manzim at uh, <laughs> 80srevisited at gmail.com. Uh, and don't forget, we are part of the awesome podcast network. Network implies that there's more than one. Of course, we appreciate you listening to our episodes multiple times. But do not forget, there's also the Geekly Dose Duo Attack, the Jesse Sedgley podcast. Why don't you know this? And Republic City Report. So check out. All those episodes up on those, and as well as us, if you want to brush up. Because again, 80 for 80. 1980's in the bag. Moving on to 1981. And next week, the film for 1981 will be Excalibur. John Borman's telling of Le Mort de Arthur, the Arthurian legend. 80s-style bitches. So until next time, hmm. we remain on a mission from God. I am Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo. Adele Dazim. Kawabunga. Kawabunga Dazim. Find this show and more on Facebook.com slash awesome pods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods.